Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about really fear and really where fear yeah fear (laughs) and where that comes from so fear is one of those things where it not only affects you know of course the marriage which is what we talk about what we talk about right but it also affects people in a massive way generally and so we're going to be talking about it because not only do we talk to tens of thousands of people every year and a ton of them you know live in fear to be honest with you so 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 very much a lot of the time in a crazy way Absolutely. Fear is one of those things that has most people entrapped. Like most people are entrapped into fear and people fall into so much fear. And most of the time, really, it's by their own doing and their own choices that have them in this entrapment, you know, and yes, the the devil does set traps, can mess with you. But really, most people, it's by their own choices at the end of the day that lead them to live this life of fear, making choices based out of fear, just setting themselves up to just be enchained and engulfed by fear. And I'll say this, because this is really important. It's fear really does prevent people from living the life that God made for them. And it keeps people from the blessings. Absolutely. A lot of people are, are really the, the sole reason like people like themselves are the sole reason why they missed the miracle that God had intended for them in the first place. Really a lot of people like they're in this like place where people will, God will like, they'll be praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And really it's just worried in God's presence, but reality they're just praying and they're throwing, God will throw them so many lifesavers and they're just like, no, I'm good. I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on it to happen. Right. It's like, they just want God to do it for them. And it's, it's, it's really people's own BS excuses that keep them trapped in their situation, you know, falling victim to their own stupid excuses, to be honest with you. And so this is so important and we don't want you to be in this entrapment of fear. And so we're going to be discussing like, what is fear? What are the fears and pitfalls that most people fall victim to that prevent them from actually saving their marriage? 
And we're going to discuss how to overcome fear and worry. Yep. So we're going to cover all those. But fear, what is it? Well, first of all, fear, I like to look at it as an acronym, meaning if you don't know what that is, look it up. But regardless, uh, fear, you know, F-E-A-R, right? False evidence appearing real is what it is most of the time. Oh, yeah. And this is a huge part. So recognize recognize because there there's this study that was done at Yale and I absolutely love this study. They found that 90% of your thoughts are repeated day in and day out. So you have the same thoughts, 90% of them, the same thoughts that you had yesterday you're having today. And it's over 60,000 thoughts daily. And 90% of those are repeat thoughts. Most of those repeat thoughts are fears. Okay. Now, did you know that 85% of our fears never actually happen. 85%. So 85% of those fears never happen. And of the 15% of fears that do happen, they found that 80% of those fears that happened are actually not that bad as, you know, what they thought it would be. And it really actually helped them in growth, which means that 97% of the fears that are on repeat, that are looping daily, that are have you engulfed are completely unnecessary. And not only are they completely unnecessary, they are completely out of your control. So yep. just put that in perspective about how many of those 60,000 thoughts daily that you are looping for a waste of thought because they're not, those fears are not even going to come true to begin with. Yeah. You also have to realize where these fears are coming from. Like that's important too. However, look, it, it, if you look at it this way, you know, let's look at the fruits of the, let's, before we do that, let's look at the fruits of the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, we're going to loop back around to that. So let's look at the fear, or sorry, the loop, fruits of the Holy Spirit. And let's take a look at that before we do that and have a full understanding of where fear comes from. So fruits of the Holy Spirit, what are they? Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle, self-control, right? I, I didn't hear fear in any of that, Tommy. Yeah, I don't, I think I may have missed one. No, nope, I don't really, I don't, I don't see it anywhere in there. I, I don't, I don't think it's anywhere in those things. Nope, it's not. Yeah. So <laughs> did you, if you, if you haven't heard fear in there, it's because you did it and you won't ever hear fear. Uh, I didn't, I didn't hear fear. She didn't hear fear. So if it's not in there, then that must mean it must come from where? The devil. Yeah, it's most certainly fear is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, it is going to be a fruit from the enemy. And, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is 2 Timothy 1, 7. And it's for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. And this is so it's so clear that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. It's so blatantly laid out for you in the Bible. Go check it out, 2 Timothy 1, 7. And in that aspect, so that comes from the enemy, not God. Like God doesn't instill this fear of everything and walking around and worry. And in fact, it actually says like, why would you worry? It says, don't worry if God loves even the, and provides for the birds of the air and the flowers in the fields, wouldn't he cover and take care of you as well? Yeah, but- Let's talk about also, you know, fear pitfalls. And actually, before we do that, I will say most of people's fears, the devil doesn't even have to do anything. It's And honestly, you can't blame everything on the devil. I will say that, yes, fear ultimately does come from evil, sin. But really, when it comes down to it, a lot of times, he's not even having to do any work. 
Self-destruction. It's self, yeah, it's self-destruction. It's a lot of like just fear created by your own doing. Your own doing. Not and it, it, don't get me wrong, it's also shaped by your beliefs, your patterns, your social programming, that stuff that as well, of course. But still, at the end of the day, it's still your choice to what you focus on and what you see. So yeah. let's let's look at also fears, pitfalls most people fall victim to that prevent them from saving their marriage. Oh, yes. Because we'll just talk. There's so many fears we could talk about, but let's just talk about the ones that are relevant to the ones you care about, right? Yes. And so one fear is fear of it not working in things going back to the way it was. So this is a huge fear that keeps people from actually putting in the work to save their marriage because they're like, well, what if I put in all this work? What if I do all this and then it doesn't work out? Or what if I do all the work and then it goes back to the way it was? So it's so focused on fear and fears of what ifs on the negative side. And they don't even question like, well, what if it does work? They're just so focused on it not working that they don't take action. Yep. And that's where you fell. And these are the same people that will say, oh, I did everything. No, you didn't. Not even close. Not even a minute close uh, when it comes down to it. And so these are the same people that just pray and say blah, 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 and hope the spark return. No. And even if they did a few things like counseling and therapy, that's a joke anyway. So these are the same people that say they tried everything that actually worked, but they didn't really, to be honest with you. Um, but another one, number two, is fear of staying stuck on the emotional roller coaster from hell. Now, this is more of from a perspective of fear of, you know, okay, I commit to the relationship. We're going to stay kind of stuck here. We're never going to move past it. It can't ever be fixed. It's kind of like a place of despair, if that makes sense. Yeah, and just more of like we're too hard-headed to separate, so we're gonna stay. But the emotional roller coaster, like my essentially, my life's just gonna suck from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like fear of staying in that. You know, like it's just gonna suck, and and you know, never be able to progress forward. You know, stay in that it just emotions all over the place and break down, and there's a lot of a lot of fear. No, and you don't have to stay there. Let's be honest with you. Like no. You just don't know how to fix it. If, you know, you can fix the marriage, most likely. There's not a marriage that we can't fix, most likely, to be honest with you. So when it comes down to it, there's there's things that, that you're just not aware of how to do, but it doesn't mean it's, it's hopeless. Um, now, number three is fear of what if, you know, what fear of what everyone else will think about about us, about me, if I stay or fail. Or they fail, oh. whatever, whatever it may be. This is a big one. Essentially, it's a fear of judgment. It's a fear of, you know, what others are going to say. Fear of like, am I going to disappoint them? Am I going to live up to their standards? So a lot of people pleasing comes in on this one. And, and really, there's a lack of confidence and, and true identity here with all of these fears of, you know, just being so consumed by what others think. First of all, the people that you're worried about judging you probably are not healthy individuals to begin with. And, uh, you know, in that aspect, they're going to be giving you terrible advice in just based off their own emotions or their own past, you know, their own past experiences. And so, you know, this is where those hurting people will come out and be like, oh, well, you should just do X, Y, Z. And if you don't, they're going to, you know, just be basing what you're doing off of their own life. So it's still not even relative to you. So in this fear, you're making decisions based on other people's failures or fears. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Also, like you may say, well, I really don't care what other people think. If you didn't care what other people think, then the fruits of your life would bear much different fruit. 
Mm-hmm. It's just the harvest of your life would be bear much different fruit. It's just what it is. Also, you know, you you say that, you know, when it comes down to it that, you know, you don't care about what other people think, but when it boils down to it, if you don't actually if you don't actually have your identity or you may say, let's go with identity. You may say that, you know, I know what I know who I am, blah blah blah. My identity is in the right place. Well, if your identity was in the right place, then you truly wouldn't care what other people think, and you wouldn't be worried about these types of things. You would your identity would be placed and rooted in the right things. Like people say that they don't care what other people think. They say that their identity is in the right place, but the reality is, most of the time, some of the time it can be. I'm not saying all the time, but some most of the time, most of the time, and I mean 99 percent of the time, it's not. Yeah, and let's just be clear: if there's issues of fear, you don't have your identity in the right place. Yeah. If there's any fear whatsoever, you don't have a dignity in the right place. Yeah. And, you know, and this is, again, like, this is something that, one, we're not taught. We're, we're, as a society, we're not taught how to understand who we truly are and how to process our emotions. And that is part of the trap of the enemy because, one, he's not omnipresent, you know, God is, but he is not. And so how does he impact and keep so many people in chains? Well, he sets traps on identity from a young age, and then you lead a life of self-destruction because you never heal or actually discover the truth, have all of those things, and so you self-destruct out of these fears, which the next one is equally as big, maybe even a little bigger than you know the fear of judgment, and it's the fear of being alone or fear of not being wanting to seen as like be seen as broken. So just that fear of the fear of being alone in itself is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, that that has so many people engulfed. It's it's why people become like doormats and just tolerate all kinds of terrible behavior. It's it's one of those things that makes people make really stupid bad decisions just because they're scared about possibly being alone, which again is still identity confidence not knowing, not knowing the truth. There's a lot that goes into that, but that fear is massive. Yeah. Also another one, this is super common too, for people, not the people that work with us, obviously, but for people that don't, um, people like they have a fear to invest into their marriage. And to be honest with you, I can't tell you, I just got off the phone with a person the other day that didn't sign up and they were like, you know, I, you know, they, they said basically, you know, well, I, I just, you know, I, just need to make sure I bills and just make sure, you know, if things go wrong that I need to make sure that, you know, I'm like, well, okay. So you're telling me you would rather save for divorce and prioritize that and take the chance of you doing it on your own. than actually have someone that has a 98, 95% success rate, 95 for individuals, 98 for couples. Uh, now that doesn't make any sense. Cause you have like a 0% chance of doing it right on your own. You haven't been doing it right. You would have already fixed it if you knew what you were doing. It's that simple. So, you know, people would rather save for divorce, they'd rather prioritize divorce, they'd rather do that than actually invest into themselves when it comes to that. And they let fear get in the way, and that fear drive their decisions instead of principles and values, and they let that fear get in their way, and they become a coward. Another fear is, and this might surprise a lot of people, but it might be fear of working out. And this not is not working out physically, but phys- like fear <laughs> of the marriage. Let me clarify. Yeah. Sorry about that. Fear of the marriage actually working out. And you're like, wait, what? That's, that's the goal. We want the marriage to work out. But this is actual legitimate fear that a lot of people have because, and, and honestly, most marriages, it's, a, it's an easy fix. Like you come in, you do the work, your marriage will be fixed. It's that simple, but it's that, well, you know, that fear of, well, I, I'm comfortable in my discomfort and I know how to handle all of this chaos. And so I, I don't know, 
I don't know, honestly know what I would do if my, if my life was peaceful, you know, it's that cycle of self self sabotage. And, you know, I, I don't know what I would do if we actually had peace or could get along. And that's scary, you know, and scary of letting go of different identities that's been clung to, right? We teach people how to break free from anxiety, from depression, break out of labels of narcissist, out of bipolar. Like we, we teach you how to break free from all of those things. And so those are, those are fears because it's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel like I'm losing a part of me of, you know, how you've claimed identity for so long. So this fear of it working out and actually being fixed is a real fear that a lot of people fall into. So, they will self-destruct and make sure they don't take action so they don't have to face that fear. Yeah. I, I, I've I literally had someone do that just the other day. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Like they actually self-destructed. They, they procrastinated. They didn't sign up with their program. And it was because like, you know, they, they honestly, they, you could tell they were like, wow, this is, this is different than anything else I've ever seen. Why does no one, they had literally said, why does no one else do this? And I'm like, I don't know why no one else does it. Blows my mind. Um, I, I think cause it's God ordained and anointed, but be honest and he created it. That's why no one else does it. But regardless, either way, like, you know, you could tell that there was this fear of, man, this could actually work. I don't even know if I really want to save this. I was just here. They could tell they were just kind of there just to entertain the actual conversation. They didn't actually want to save it. And so, you know, when it boils down to it, they self-sabotage, they get in their own way and they don't, they don't do anything about it. Then they end up saying like, Oh, I tried everything. No, you didn't. Yeah. And and that's a big one. You know, I know that there was different times of our marriage when we were in hell on earth that we had that legit fear of it working out. It's like, man, I'm like, you mean I would have to let go of all my anger? You have, I have to let go and I have to have forgiveness. And, you know, it's just some of those things that honestly, I wasn't in a mature place enough to, to say, and I wanted to, I'm just going to be quite frank, like at the time I was wanting to be childish and hold on to that of holding on to my anger and unforgiveness and be like, no, I hurt. So I'm going to hurt you. And, you know, that let, you have to end up letting go of those types of things. Obviously, there's a, there's a process in a right way, not just dropping your walls or anything like that. But, you know, that fear of it working out holds a lot of people back. Absolutely. So now let's talk about how to overcome fear and worry. Or fear here, but mm-hmm. fear and worry is the desire for things to be different really than in the present moment. So it's the, it's the desire for things to be different than where they are now, basically. Like, yes. you and know, what is going, was it, what is going on is out of my control and basically I don't like it. That's, it's a great definition. So think about that. Fear and worry is understanding like you, that you're in a place of what's going on right now is out of your control and you don't like it. So you're worried about it. (laughs) And it's like, okay, so really take that into consideration. And stress is the belief that it's bad for you and that it's pressure to hurt you versus pressure to build you. Yeah. Meaning stress itself, pressure itself. But pressure is actually, if you, if you look at stress, worry, stuff like that, not really worry, but more of stress as pressure stressing you stressing you know pressure and you use it and switch your mindset for it to actually and switch into what we call informed optimism to be able to get it to grow you and the way you switch into achievement mode that allows you to actually grow and not be in a place of stress and overwhelm because to be honest with you overwhelm is a choice 
podcast it is. And you can use this like, you know, stress in those aspects to grow you. It's, it's a choice, right? Just like diamonds are made under pressure, you know, and there's stress in so many different aspects. So stress isn't, isn't a bad thing, even though that might be a belief in, in itself, but stress is the resistant, the resistance to the current circumstance. So you can turn that stress into pressure and let it grow and mold you. Like that's a choice you can make. Yeah. And some people I know, I know that it's done it before. It's going to trigger them saying overwhelm is a choice. You have no idea. Like really, you're going to tell us out of anyone on the planet that we have no idea overwhelms a choice. After everything you've heard, we've gone through in the introduction of this podcast, you're going to tell us that we don't know over, we don't, we don't understand. Trust me, we understand more than you do most likely, but regardless, you know, ask not why this is happening to me and ask, how is this happening for me? How can I grow from this? How can, what can I take from this? How can I be a better person, a man, a woman, whatever it is? Like, how can I, how can I become more? How can I grow? Cause if you want more, you have to become more. Yes. And you can't focus on whether, you know, like, like the weather or like what's going on around you and just be so distracted and be like blaming everything else. No, like this is a conscious choice, like for you to make and to switch, like how you show up, you know, asking like, how can I grow and, and how can I use this? How can I, how is this benefiting me in those different aspects? The reason that so many people are unfocused is because People consult their fears and listen to them and listen to the devil versus facing their fears and getting to the truth. So mm-hmm. again, like most people are so unfocused because they're consulting their fears. They literally let their fears guide their life. And we see this all the time in marriages. Like, oh, I, I just, I don't want to make them mad. So, you know, I'm not going to say anything if my spouse goes and stay out all night. You know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand up for myself or, or protect myself financially if my spouse is going out and, you know, taking our money to, to go out and party and go on dates. And, you know, I don't want to make them mad. I don't want to push them away. So I'm going to, I'm going to pay for that. Or, you know, I'm going to help them move out and separate for me, even though that's not what I want or in alignment with my principles and values, but you know, I, I don't want to make them mad. Right. And it's making decisions based on fears versus like truth versus values versus principles. And all of those things that I just said actually are self-destructing. They're pushing your spouse further and further away and you're self-sabotaging and all of those. Yep. And uh, honestly, a lot of people focus on what we call the hypothetical situation. You're letting the enemy dictate what you focus on. You're letting yourself and really not even the enemy. Most of the time, to be honest with you, it's you, it's you. Let's just focus on the real problem, you. And so when it comes down to it, like you're getting, you're letting you focus on the hypothetical situation. And really the one thing that the one that's going to win is the one that you focus on. The one that's going to win is the one that you speak life or death over. The one that's going to win is the one that you focus on where are you, you know, the question is, where are you leaving your peace and focus? People will leave their phones two hours, some another direction, an hour, another direction, and they'll drive all the way back to get it, but they'll leave their peace just anywhere. Yeah. That's something like they, they truly value their phones, like stupid things like that. And will freak out if they lose it or if they misplace it. Like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Right. Freak out. However, they don't care about their peace, their, their focus. It's just left anywhere and it's given. Most people give their peace like, oh, here, you have the remote to my life. Here, you choose whether I'm happy or peaceful. Here, you, 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 you. And they're giving their peace to everyone else in in those aspects. So just know that in life, there's always going to be waves hitting you. 
there's always, this is a fallen sinful world. We're not going to hit a perfect world until we die and go to heaven. And I'm in no hurry to get there. So I know that there's waves that's going to be happening and they don't get smaller. Like waves don't get smaller, but you get stronger as you grow, as you develop, you know, there are going to be more challenges, but then you can either choose to learn to grow and be equipped to handle them or you can choose to continue to let fear engulf you and to make the same decisions you've been making going into that definition of insanity and be pummeled by the waves, or you can choose to have that growth and stand up and get stronger and so that you can ride the waves versus being like pummeled by them. Yeah. Also, of course, one more time, but overwhelm, fear, worry, all are a chosen state of mind. Mm, yes. They're all a chosen state of mind. It's it's a chosen state of mind because focus and courage are key. What you focused, what you're focused on and trying to control, that's what's key. Like you can't control, you can only control four things, really, to be honest with you. Really, when it boils down to it, you can only control four things. The thoughts you choose to dwell on, the images you choose to see, words you choose to say, and the actions you choose to take. That is it. Mm-hmm. outside of that everything else is i say you're controlled now there's a lot of influence i'm not saying that we teach if you're an individual standing for your marriage we teach individuals all the time how to get their marriage back when their spouse has no desire to do it whatsoever i'll do that all the time hundreds but regardless um you have to be grounded in certain things too yes and this means like you, you do need to be grounded with god with the word with the bible and recognize the difference between being grounded in god in, in that relationship with Jesus, not being a Bible thumper or, you know, a, like a religious person that bashes people. No, but a, you need to be grounded in him and not just worrying in his presence. He heard you the first time. So if you're just running around going like, oh, God, 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 like freaking out and like, you know, constantly just worried that that's not, that's not being grounded. And that's still being like choosing to stay in that state of overwhelm. Right. And you need to ask yourself, like, are you a true, healthy individual that has built all the foundations in yourself, within your marriage, within relationships, you know, in this aspect? And like, obviously, like, this is what we teach. But to be a healthy individual, one, it's going to start with like your mindset. And if you're having overwhelm, fear, worry, that's a 100% red flag and indicator that you're not a healthy individual. And we say this not to beat you up, but to, yes, you have to have a first awareness and honesty with yourself so that you can then take action and in order to get that help that you need, right? So mindset's gonna be like the first thing. Yeah, then you have you have all the other phases that we go over. So mindset's the first phase we go in our program, then individual, which you have to be a complete 100% healthy individual. We're not talking physically fit. That's part of it, yes, but small part. The big part is, you know, obviously way more than that then marriage, and then tools. Like you have to have all of these things or else the tools themselves are not going to work. It's going to keep you on an emotional roller coaster. A hundred percent. And so you want to have that true grounding in that identity and just knowing who you are and not like understanding like one, where does your fears really come from? How do you, how do you eliminate them? There's just so much here that goes into fear so that you're not being just like another one of the people in society, self-destructing, letting fear run your life, keeping you stagnant, taking you backwards you know, and giving your peace and joy to everyone else. See, courage is being afraid, but still choosing to move forward, even when you are afraid. So we still face different things in our life, right? We still have worries and, and aspects that can come up, but it's how we choose to handle them 
whether we choose to let them like spiral and take over our minds, which we don't, and we can face them and show up and make conscious choices to like, no, I'm going to move forward. There might still be some fear in different aspects, but I'm not going to let it control me. I'm not going to let it dictate me. And I'm going to show up and make the right choices regardless of that fear. Like it's not going to consume my life because I know the truth. Yes. Uh, also your feelings, uh, you know, when it comes down to things and fears combined, like it, it's people are like, Oh, it's just not right. The right time. I can't, which stands from certainly I'm not going to try. Uh, certainly I'm not trying all those things. Like I can't do this because of blank excuse what if blank happens? People lose people lose their dreams because of fear and doubt. Let's be really honest. Like fear and doubt. If you don't attack your fears head on, you will have nothing but regret on your deathbed. Yeah. I promise you. And even after that, because I hate to see when you get to heaven and God's like, this is what you could have been, but this is what you did. In, in this aspect, like, you know, you don't want to live that kind of life, right? Like there's so much more that you want and you are capable of creating the life that you desire. Your desires that, that you have, that you want out of life are unique to you. God gifts us all with different purposes in those aspects. And so, you know, the things that are important and passionate to you are designed for you. So just remember, like, don't let these fears and these doubts hold you back so that you have a life of nothing but regret. And you know, the fact that people say like right now, like, oh, I'm not going to start right now. You know, I'm going to wait for the time to be right, you know, or I just need to wait a little bit longer or until this, until, you know, this all lines out or until my ducks are in a row, that's when I'll change. That's when I'll, you know, invest and actually, you know, work on myself and my marriage. The fact that any of those statements are made just proves that you actually don't want it bad enough and you don't actually want to change. It just proves that you haven't hit your rock bottom yet. That the fact that you don't want it in this exact moment proves that you don't want it bad enough to have that change. Yeah. What you're saying, what you're actually saying to yourself, your loved ones and God really is that, sure, I want to change and it sounds nice, but, and you're really apathetic about it, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm just not done destroying myself, my marriage, my family and for generations to come yet. I'd rather do that because I'm, Weak, right? You know, when it comes down to that, I, 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 I lack courage. Just be, just be honest with yourself. I would rather do what than what, right? I'd rather do blank than blank. Just be honest with yourself. Just, just put the honesty out there. Like if you actually really wanted to change, if you actually really wanted to change, then you would not be able to stand one more millisecond of the way that your life is right now. You would change right now, this very second, and grow and choose to make the decisions to move forward and get help. Now, people can say whatever they want, but their urgency and creativity or lack thereof, regardless of fears, is what tells the real truth, right? Everyone has fear, but it's like, are you letting it be your master? Are you letting it, you know, be your dictator and the choice? Are you going to continue in that self-sabotaging or are you going to be like, no, like I like things have to change. I'm at the point where I, I my life has to change. And, you know, just that sense of urgency is such a huge aspect of dictating the real truth on how you feel about where you are. Yeah, you must, you must understand, like there will always be waves, like we said earlier, just like there will always be lame excuses and people that subscribe to their own BS excuses and stories. That's just what it is. Like there will always be those people that still make it happen no matter what. 
and and we can we can call those the successful people. But here's the thing: at the end of the day, the at the end of the day, this is the truth. Like the only the only thing standing in your way is your own BS excuses. It's just what it is. It's it that's it. it it's your choice to have fear versus courage. Yeah. That's simple. God is not fear. It does not come from him. It's not of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That means it's not of him. Remember, the devil is always, and you got to remember, the devil is always at the door of breakthrough. He's always at the door of breakthrough, wanting to prevent you from going through it. Oh, yeah. But you have to take the right actions. You can't just stand there hoping to cross the door. And that's something we see often, especially those who are, you know, want to come into our program of like the enemy does not want you to go through our program. I'll just make that very clear. He knows it works. <laughs> he does. He knows not only are you going to break your own chains and actually be free, but you're going to have massive impact in your family, in your marriage, in your kids, in generations to come. You are going to have massive impact on the world around you and be able to change and cultivate and bring so many people closer to Jesus and set people free. And that is, it's not that you personally are are what scares the enemy, but it's one who like it's who you reflect, which is God, and the power that you're gonna bring from through allowing God to work through you and being truly free. And, and I see we see it all the time in that aspect. So that's one thing. Like you're like okay, so you won't you have to decide like okay, I cannot let fear. I can't let the enemy sway me any other way. That I'm gonna I'm going to choose that I want to break free. Yeah. Also, when it comes down to it, you have you have a choice here. At the end of the day, it's a choice. You can be the person that lives by courage and takes action, the right actions, not just any actions, the right actions that we instruct you to take. Or you can be person B. So person A that takes courage, person B that that be that person that does that says they tried everything at the end of the day when they end up divorced. The reality they didn't do they didn't do everything at all. Uh, very little, most likely. And they just fall victim to their own BS excuses. It's your choice. You can be either one. So you need to choose. Who are you going to be? Person A or person B? Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.